Barbie is over, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps Theater. My name is Chris, but of course, the Barbie, I guess the Ken to my Barbie. I almost got to, you can be whatever you want, Ariel. Ariel's here. Ariel, how you doing? I'm just Ariel. You could be uh, the Barbie to my Barbie because that's how they do. That's how they talk in the movie. <laughs> hey, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Uh, I'm I'm great. I'm a very happy Barbie to be here talking about this uh, this wonderful pop cultural moment that we that we found ourselves in this weekend. Uh, agreed. And someone who reached out to us a long time ago and was like, "I think Barbie is going to be basically an existential crisis," and I would like to talk about it. Dr. Melissa, Melissa, how you doing? Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah that is true i was like this the show is not going to be just your average uh kids toy movie i i think this is going to be great did you see a lot of children at the theater ariel i saw some children and was like hmm. Hmm. i did not see too but no i mean i saw it early in the morning but even mm. you know it was hard to escape all the pink costumes and uh celebration or just walking around the city i didn't see a lot of mm. a lot of kids uh kids like in the sense of like 20 year old kids but not children well yeah most of the small children i think went to oppenheimer so i think that that's, uh, <laughs> that's really yeah i saw a lot of like i would say like tween to teens mm -hmm. in that range when i went and yeah so much pink i was shocked there was more yeah. dressing up for this than there was for the D, D movie i was like <laughs> i was really surprised I, yeah, I was kind of embarrassed that I didn't think to wear pink. I don't own a lot of pink, but I was a yeah. little embarrassed that I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense that we're all doing this. Yeah. I would actually like, yeah, this is a lot of some of my thoughts around this movie, but I actively re rebelled against pink as a child mm. because I was like, that's girly. I don't want to be girly. I don't like pink. And therefore, there's like no pink in my wardrobe as a result. And like, you know, there's so much to explore there in the context of this movie. But yeah, I was like, I looked for pink and I, I didn't have any options for it. I was like, orange is orange good enough. It's not, it's not good enough. There's a lot of like a teal blue to accent the pink, I think, in the movie. So yeah. that could have been your closest. Um, yeah, chatting about Barbie, obviously a huge opening weekend. I think we correctly predicted right now we're doing this one first. Barbie smashes the box office with $162 million in its opening weekend. I think I saw it's the 20th best opening weekend of all time. Because I, I And I wanted to point that out because I keep getting annoyed that they're like, best female director opening weekend ever and i'm like but also it's like one of the 10th best biggest openings of just the last five years so like right. you know uh it's i mean obviously yeah i, it's a great I thought i saw the stat that like if you ignore sequels star wars and superheroes it is the biggest of all time is that right yeah, that's that could be uh uh for in the last five years or of all time i don't there no. was some stipulation like that. I don't remember like the exact uh, crossouts and subsets that they had specified. I mean, but it's, it's, it's pretty like close. That. I'm looking at like Batman versus Superman, Harry Potter, Iron Man, Beauty and the Beast, which is like the re the the live action remake, I believe. Star Wars, Marvel. I'm really not seeing a lot of original. Uh, yeah, I don't see any original. I, I mean, yeah, I don't see anything. So yeah, yeah, I think that has to be true. I think if I'm looking at this list correctly. Which is pretty incredible, right? Yeah, it's Barbie, Barbie. Well, movies are back now, so that's good. Make sure you subscribe, post <laughs> movies, so you don't miss any of them. Yeah, uh, you've got good job security right now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, although with an well, impending, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah, they're like, don't you dare push back, dude. Do you listen? Are you listening? <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, yeah, I think it's hard to talk about Barbie without talking about the barbenheimer of it all ariel uh did you go see both on the first on the same day did you go did you do a barbenheimer 
I I did my version of it. I did uh I did I did Oppenheimer at seven p.m. Like yeah. I I'm like one oh, of I those. I see where this is going. I see where people this is going. know. Like took I'm a one quick of those, nap like, in between. IMAX. I'm one of those IMAX snobs, so mm -hmm. I had to see it at, like the one true IMAX in the city, and uh they they only have like four show times a day on a regular day, and Thursday was the first day, so they had like a seven and a ten or whatever it was, you know, some some sub hour version of that, and. There was no, like there were no tickets. This is the first time I can remember that there were no tickets at all for like two weeks for a movie. New York has been what for, for IMAX stuff has been wild. Uh, and then yeah. I so I did like 7 p.m. Oppenheimer on Thursday and a 10 a.m. Barbie on Friday. Oh, you within 24 hours you watched both. Of these yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. So that's a Barbie. I did, I did my version because there was no way I could have done technically like a Barbie first at like a three or a four. Cause they were showing those earlier, but there was just no way I was going to see Oppenheimer second. That was never going to happen. <laughs> I was in a very summer situ situation where the timing, I just wish the movie theaters had of kind of catered to Barbenheimer fan who people were going to do this mm -hmm. because basically what I ended up doing was, and I was on vacation at a cottage. And so I knew I was going to have to leave. I didn't want to leave like too early in the day, whatever I ended up were doing. Yes, uh, okay. I was doing a five. I did a five o'clock and then like a nine forty uh, uh, and I did Oppenheimer and then Barbie. And that's late for me to do a ten forty movie. It was a real struggle to see the whole movie. And honestly, I was like, I probably should just go watch it again today before I it, just to make <laughs> sure I didn't actually I feel like I didn't fall asleep. But I was like, I just got to be sure so <laughs> to the movies today. So I did do a Barbenheimer. I, I just wish they were they did like sell me a ticket for Barbenheimer. Just like, let me stay right. in the same, like, let a me go. Outside. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Um, but whatever I did, I did see them. Uh, Melissa, you've just Barbied. If I'm yeah. I have zero interest in seeing Oppenheimer. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll maybe watch it eventually at some point. I, I get that it was like a whole thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's fine. I, I was just very excited about Barbie. That was Barbie all I cared was about. You were Barbenheimer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. Is uh, yeah. Um, I, I, uh, so I saw the both, Ariel. I, I don't know. I, spoiler free, obviously for everybody. I, I walked away from my first view when I, when I finished both movies. I was mm -hmm. like, I think I like Oppenheimer more. It's just more of a me movie. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, three hours slow character drama. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> give it to me. Uh, so I walked away. I think the more that I walk away from it, I think the more I'm going to think back and critique parts of Oppenheimer way more than I'm going to critique Barbies. I think Barbie, I think both of them have flaws that uh, certainly we'll talk about uh, Barbies. I think they're very minor in both cases, but I think right. as I like move further away, I feel like Oppenheimer is, I think, you know, in a way because of the tone of the movie, all of that stuff, I feel like I'm going to like notice its flaws way more than I am with Barbie that I feel like had a really like it, it, it's so complicated. I think the idea of what this this movie, how it got made, what it ended up being um, and is also just so freaking funny that I think ultimately like I put them like pretty much neck and neck and think there's a world where like Barbie just becomes so much of our like becomes so embedded in our culture i think like this movie uh, obviously barbie has all has been embedded in our culture and that's why the movie is so fascinating but i think it has the chance to really like stand for a long period of time in a way that like yeah i think oppenheimer does but i don't know i think i i definitely appreciate them for different reasons but i'm kind of coming along of like i really enjoyed barbie on a second viewing today as well so i don't know what do, what do you make of like the barbenheimer 
of it all. Yeah, I mean, I said this last spot to be clear, we're going to be talking about Oppenheimer separately later in the week, but it's hard to like, you know, again, not talk about them together, at least here uh, preliminarily as we get into into everything. I for me upon for, i mean i've only seen each movie once i intend to see both movies again because i enjoyed them a lot but i like i i walked out of uh i walked out of Oppenheimer and i was like okay that was way better than i thought it was gonna be and i walked out of barbie being like that was so much better than i thought it was gonna be and it touched my soul and i cried and i laughed and i felt so good about so much that like it's the clear winner for me and and the bo- and to see like the box office numbers and people's enthusiasm kind of uh validate that not that i needed to be validated but just like kind of mimic that or mirror that was was really satisfying and and wonderful to see and all the conversations that have sprung up around this movie and obviously we're about to have one and we're engaged in one but it's just really nice to have like a big monoculture moment about a thing that we're all watching and a thing that we all seemingly enjoyed it's Wonderful. Ben Shapiro didn't like it, but that's it. <laughs> Which uh, is usually a good sign. I agree. Uh, I think. Actually, yeah. No, I totally agree with you. Ariel. And I, I think what I kind of like want, and I hope that I feel like the more we get away from it, because I do feel like there's going to be this thing of like Barbie's going to win the box office. I think undoubtedly uh, currently, and this is really minor. Oppenheimer has a 4% lead in its Rotten Tomatoes score. I know it's like super minor. And then I think it's going to like be this like awards darling. And I think the fact that they are paired together, uh, if Barbie, and I think Barbie has a legitimate shot of getting a bunch of, and I know I'm already talking about the Oscars and people are going to be so mad, but uh, has, a, has a potential, I think it should be nominated for best picture potentially. Uh, I think there's acting, screenwriting, cinematography, like the set design is incredible in this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it, if it like gets to Oscar season, which who knows when that's happening based on the writer's strike. Uh, and it like, doesn't really get a ton of love. I can definitely feel like the polarization of like, are you Oppenheimer? Or are you Barbie? I think that will be annoying, but for the time being, I'm just going to be happy that like two really good movies came out. Um, so yeah, but let's, uh, let's chat about Barbie. If people haven't gone to see, if you're not part of the $162 million, uh, opening weekend, um, listen, I'd love to, for spoiler free folks, uh, What'd you, what'd you think overall about Barbie? It's incredible. It's just, I, I was coming in with high expectations. I'd seen kind of a few people talking about the buzz, which was when I, it sort of like brought it to my attention. I know that, you know, we have similar uh, TikTok <laughs> uh, threads, Grace. And so uh, some of the same people kind of talking about their kind of the writing on the wall that this was going to be more than just a kid's movie about a, a doll. Um and that this was going to be a really incredible commentary about a lot of stuff that is um, can be really nuanced and can be really tricky to talk about and that it was going to get to explore a lot of those things. So I thought that that was, I just, gosh, it was just so much fun, but also felt so important at the same time. And um, yeah, just to quote the great Jess Sterling, I think she watched it and said that she felt like she watched the next Legally Blonde or Clueless. Mm. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Like, that's the feeling this movie has, where it's like, this is going to be watched I, I, you know, for decades and people are going to write think pieces about it and people are going to be, um, it felt like there was so much intentionality in this movie that felt really great to, I always enjoy consuming media that 
that's the case for. Like, I think that it's so lovely when it's like someone really put thought into every single detail in this movie, which means that you can watch it over and over and over again and pick up on new details and find new funny lines that you missed the first time or, or, or think differently about something than how you did the first time you watched it. And yeah, I just, gosh, if you haven't gone and seen it yet, I go see it. Go, go do yourself a favor. It's a, it's a really good time. Yeah. Ariel, you said it was your clear standout winner from, from last week. Not to pit these two movies against each other, but yeah, yeah. we can make a Barbie. Yeah, because they're they're what I love about this is that they're holding each other up. The the yeah, great thing about this is I was worried that they were kind of gonna work against each other. And it was like one thing the internet did right. Like all the memeing and all the, you know, whatever beforehand, we weren't sure how it's gonna net out. And now seeing how beautifully it kind of came together is uh it's it's beautiful. It's kind of hopeful. As far as the movie, yeah, I already said it, it made me super emotional. People know I love to cry. I love a good cry when it's earned. And this was, you know, seeing Margot Robbie be as good as you know she can be and get the chance to be all these things. And her sometimes she's just like staring at you. I mean, we talked about Grace uh, Asteroid City. She was she's mm-hmm. in the I mean, slight spoiler. She's not in that movie for very long. She's not. And she was my favorite part of that whole movie. And yeah. just here to see how it all came together. Like Melissa said, you see so many things, you hear so many things from behind the scenes and all the press and consuming it. And this was one of those weird times. I don't know why I did this, but I, cause I don't do this often, but I went on to Letterboxd to, cause I was seeing it on Friday morning. So I knew a ton of people had seen it Thursday and I was just curious. I was like, okay, how are people? Yeah. And it has like all five star ratings. Yeah. And then I was like, this is crazy because now my expectations are like a little higher than I want them to be right before I started it. And, you know, luckily it was, it was basically right there for me. And I think it's, it's uh it's like a miracle, frankly, that the movie got made and that it's as pure as it is. And it's, it kind of stands as like a bleeding heart. And I mean that in the most loving way, it's, it's something that wears its heart on its sleeves, like a lot of Greta Gerwig projects do. And it has so much to say, and it's very smart and funny about it. And it's a movie that I'm going to revisit a million freaking times. And I'm, I can't wait until I do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it has completely, I think the essence of, of what I really like from, my my favorite comedies, which is it's it's so funny and you're laughing so hard and then it just like punches you in the gut and it's like actually I'm gonna be serious for a minute and because you've been laughing the whole time that you're not gonna be able to catch your breath and I feel like it just had that um, I think it will be interesting to talk about I'm so interested in like how this movie got made uh, the 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 lens which is which is under and I, I think we can talk about some of the things that like I think hold, I I think Ariel I I maybe rated it a four and I felt like after today I bumped it up half a half a star on my letterbox mm-hmm. we and originally had like, inverted scores which i thought was funny i know and then i'm like oh, i don't know if that's like i don't know if that's <laughs> right like i may, maybe it should be a five but if i'm clearly like sitting there being like some things i don't know but right. it is it is really good i highly recommend it it's so funny i mean i think i knew margot robbie was going to be really good as barbie i was really underestimating my canadian boy ryan gosling and how funny he yeah is right kid. and i think for me though there is a delivery to that that for me is like the funniest parts of the movie i can think of a couple scenes in particular that is some of the funniest stuff i've seen in a movie all year and it just comes from ken you know ken so from many Barbie. canadians in this movie grace there are they? a lot of canadians yeah. in this movie yeah, yeah. and there's, there's also a trans woman playing a barbie like i yeah. obviously love this movie uh this is yeah. a great movie don't forget um, about midge 
<laughs> and Midge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Will Ferrell. I also has Will Ferrell. Uh, so let's let's chat about it. Let's spill the PSRT. All right. I'm going to give the, the plot recap. We have stereotypical Barbie, who henceforth will be known as Barbie, played by Margot Robbie. She lives in Barbie land where every day is a great day. Uh, society is filled with many Barbies who have basically solved feminism. And the Ken spend their days at the beach while the women fill jobs such as doctors, lawyers, all the Supreme Court judges, and the president. Uh, beach Ken, Ryan Gosling, is only happy when he's with Barbie. He's very jealous of, of Ken, Simu Leo. Uh, there's a dance party, and Barbie asks every, if anyone if they've ever thought about dying uh, and has to play it off like that's not totally weird that she did it. And the next day, her feet become flat, her breath smells, and her milk has expired. Um, she has to go to Weird Barbie, played by Kate McKinnon. And uh, who tells her there is a rift between Barbie land and the real world. And Barbie must go find the girl who plays with her to fix all of her problems, to mend the port, uh, the portal, uh, the rift. Uh, Ken hides in Barbie's car and comes with her to the real world. They arrive in Venice Beach uh, and are arrested after they punch a man and also for stealing cowboy clothes. Uh, the, the Mattel execs learn of their escape. Barbie tracks down Sasha, but is surprised to learn that uh, Sasha hates Barbie due to her unrealistic standards of beauty. The Mattel execs try to get Barbie to go back in the box while Ken learns about the patriarchy. <laughs> Gloria America Ferreira, who is Sasha's mom, helps her escape Mattel. And Barbie learns that Gloria has actually been playing with her while she's been having an identity crisis. Uh, Barbie, Gloria, Sasha return to Barbie land. When they arrive, Barbie land has been overtaken by Ken and the patriarchy. The Barbies have been brainwashed into submissive roles. Barbie becomes depressed, but Gloria ultimately gives an empowering speech about how hard it is to be a woman. Barbie, Gloria, Sasha get help from Weird Barbie. Alan, played by Michael Sarah, he's also there. He's Ken's buddy. Uh, and many other discontinued dolls to get the women back and to get the Kens to fight amongst themselves. While the Kens fight on the beach, the Barbies change back the Constitution. However, they ultimately do decide to make some changes to allow for slightly better treatment of the Kens. Barbie and Ken apologize to each other. Ken doesn't think he has an identity without Barbie, so she encourages him to figure it out. Barbie is unsure of her ending and is greeted by Ruth Handler, who she met previously at the Mattel office, uh, apparently a ghost of the original creator of Barbie, and tells her Barbie not having an ending was the point of Barbie. But she can't control what she made, so Barbie chooses to become human. Gloria, her husband, and Sasha take Barbie to an appointment where she checks in as Barbara Handler for her first ever gynecologist appointment. And that's Barbie. It's very good, Melissa. It's so good. I like as you were going through that, I was like, yeah, like that part was funny and that part was yeah. great and that part was moving and that uh, yeah. Gosh, I, I the the problem with this movie is that like my friends and I that watched it together, we left and we were like that was incredible. And I was like, I don't even know what parts to shout out because yeah. we will be shouting out parts for the next 3 hours talking about, oh yeah, do you remember this? And oh yeah, this part was great. And oh yeah, this guy and uh this part and it was there was so much. Yeah, I podcast with Lindsay Wilson. We did what we do in the shadows last year, and we decided uh, this year to 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 just like recap like in batches because last year we just come on the pod and be like that line was really funny, that line was really funny. So as a kid who did that for movies, who would like leave the movie and then basically like those can be my bits. This is a movie that if I saw, I would be very frustrated because there's two. There's I know that there's funny lines that I can't remember afterwards to like you know spit back uh, and regurgitate. Ariel, would you make a what'd you make a Barbie? What what what, what, where's, what's the lead here? What's your start? <sighs> the lead is my smile when you finished the recap and just like, and I saw Melissa smiling too. And it's, yeah. you know, to her point, it's such a beautiful experience to revisit. And like, you feel good remembering how you were feeling when you were watching the movie live. Um, I, I mean, 
we're not going to get tired of saying it. Margot Robbie is like Frankie Revelation. Like, I think with her, the thing that, and I think the movie would probably argue that this was intentional-ish, or at least uh, it's fulfilling the full promise of the movie. For me, Margot Robbie showed me, a. I knew how good she could be. I already spoke very effusively about how much I loved her before this. But I was still like a little bit surprised at like how much I fell and what she where she led me to emotionally. Whereas Ryan Gosling, I listen before you before you sigh. We're Canadians uh, here. Come on. He, <laughs> yeah, careful. I love Ryan Gosling. I think he's so good in this. I didn't see anything from him that I hadn't seen before, but he made me laugh so much. Like I think he was very, very, very good as Ken. It just wasn't like a small miracle the way i felt like watching watching margot robbie kind of like navigate through our world through her world through the uh different worlds together so i just think obviously like and that leads to so much of the the women working together and i mean the speech that everyone is talking about that america ferrera gives in in the moment where she's where it kind of uh works as a you know, a rallying cry, but also like a summation of what of here's the man on the podcast talking about this. So that's a <laughs> summation of what it's like to be a woman. Hit me. I saw it with my friend and she was sobbing and I was like, oh good, because I'm also sobbing. Yeah. I was crying in the theater for sure. Just like a beautiful, wonderful moment. And in the best way I felt anyway, like you hear Greta Gerwig's voice and mm-hmm. not in a way that feels intrusive or like over the head or anything. It just felt like an incredible moment. Um, I don't know, Grace, you probably, no, you probably I, hated that moment. Uh, yeah. That's my least favorite <laughs> part. No, I, I love that. I, cause so the thing that I find so fascinating about this movie is, uh, and Greta Gerwig was talking, I think Margot Robbie said Greta Gerwig came to me about the movie. Margot Robbie had had the rights to Barbie. She was like tracking it to make sure she could get on the project where she gets to play Barbie for a very long time. And um, I think uh, who was supposed to, Anne Hathaway was supposed to play Barbie at one point. Yeah. The rights yeah. to this, Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer yeah, was supposed to play Barbie at some point. It, yeah. And, and I feel like it, 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 so Mattel has this thing that they have to figure out, which is how do you make a Barbie movie that can sort of, I guess I skipped over what Greta Gerwig said to, to Margot Robbie, which is uh, America created Barbie and then subsequently hated Barbie. And that contradiction being incredibly fascinating to Greta Gerwig. And this is someone who's, you know, Lady Bird and Little Women. I love both of those movies so, so much. And so the idea that like Greta Gerwig was going to try to tackle this thing, which I think is is very common, we're in an era right now, Ariel. We've talked about on the podcast, talked about air. Um, we I don't think we did, we didn't talk about the Tetris movie. We didn't talk about Flaming Hot Cheetos, but like both of those are movies that got made based off like brand IP. Mattel has a ton of them in the works. I think there's a Hot Wheels movie coming at some point. Yeah. But Barbie is so interesting to me because it is both of these. It's it's a contradiction of itself because um, like it is this idea that women can be anything that barbie gets to barbie landed on the moon before uh buzz aldrin did right like that toy was made uh before then then they also released a book that was about like losing weight that basically said eat nothing and so like it is both it is both of these things at once it is both progress in terms of like uh women and feminine because barbie gets made before like 
most women could like if you got married Kadona you could have a credit card right like in yeah. your name like it's made before that and it's it's saying that you could be a judge a doctor a lawyer whatever and also at the same time like stereotypical barbie as we see in the movie is like this unrealistic uh, uh portrayal of beauty standards which is the line is so funny when she's like i'm ugly and and helen mirren as the narrator is like uh no to the filmmakers this is a terrible point to try to make with margot robbie as, yeah as yeah, yeah. That, that like fourth wall breaking moment like yeah. cracked oh. up the whole theater it was so funny so it's so it's so interesting to me i don't know if either of you got previews for like um the dream gap project which is uh mattel's version of like trying to make sure that like because there's a study yeah. that was done between barbies and Mrs., mrs potato heads and women actually uh came out of the in the test that they did came out of playing with a uh mr potato head with higher self-esteem than playing with mm -hmm. a barbie and so mm -hmm. it is this thing that they've introduced this like yeah this thing that in one way is progressive and in another way is very much not and does and you know and sasha sort of delivers this idea at the film mm -hmm. when when barbie first meets her and i i feel like the critiques i've seen of the movie is basically that like maybe it doesn't explore um intersectionality as much as it should like there is a trans actress in this movie not mentioned is is i mean that's there's a yeah whole i, I only found out after the fact i had no idea yeah. why, why watching uh Alan is interesting in here. I feel like he's very queer coded. That's obviously yeah. never mentioned either. Like there's ways where like it it actually like for as much as it's being portrayed as this woke movie, there's ways in which like it actually doesn't push maybe as far as people would like. But I do think for like what it's trying to say and do, and I really feel Greta Gerwig's like voice in this, I really did love it for this, the, the message it's trying um, uh, to give by the end of the movie that like, um, you know, they think they've solved feminism and like Barbie has obviously not done that. And it's so interesting that Mattel would sign off on this type of movie when like there is some like maybe not like the super critique of of Mattel, baby, but then there's like, you know, we've had two women CEOs. We had one in the 90s and one at some point before, that, you <laughs> yeah. know, so they are like willing yeah. to be like the punching bag to a degree, maybe not as much as some people would want. But I just think it's a really fast. It's just fascinating that this movie got made. And I do really think that like Greta Gerwig landed the plane on this yeah. movie. Like it's 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 a really well told like you know the contradictions of barbie i think are pretty well explored in this film and it's i i think that contradiction is so it, it's something that i just relate to so strongly in terms of like i was talking about like i i grew up a tomboy right i was like girly things no, like I, uh, you know, I rejected them in as much as I could in some ways. And, you know, I didn't wear pink and I didn't put, you know, I wasn't into dresses and, and anything that I deemed as being too girly because I, 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 I think was being told from all directions that that was not good, that that, that mm -hmm. being more similar to guys was better. And I, you know, I think that there was certainly some, kind of uh things that make sense in my adult life that now I look back and I'm like yeah that was that was always part of me uh so that's fine but it was definitely uh there's that and at the same time like I grew up doing like I did ballet from the age of five uh and right. so that was like always so I always had this like weird contrast in me where I like rejected certain parts of femininity and like accepted others and like really struggled with what it meant to be a woman and then like as I go through my like 20s and 30s and then it's like okay now what 
what am I, what am I doing because I want to, what am I doing because society tells me that I should, what am I doing because like, um, my relationship with men and like how that, and you know, how I'm being perceived and like, it's complicated. It is really, really complicated to be a person in the world, but to be a like femme presenting person in the world is like, it has a lot of these contradictions in it every single day. And so I think that it's really interesting that like Barbie also has those contradictions, like you said, and that, yeah, like, absolutely. I remember like the big talk of Barbie being like, oh yeah, basically if you like extrapolate out Barbie's proportions into like a real human, she would like instantly fall over because right. her legs are like not right. thick enough to like support right. the weight of her body. And she would be seven feet tall and her boobs would be two feet wide. And like, it's just, you know, I, I remember that was the talk of Barbie that I remember from when I was a teenager, because that was yeah. what feminism was like in, in the aughts. Is, you know, we just talked about like rejecting feminine things was feminism and and now i think we were doing a much better job of like feminism can be anything <laughs> like you don't have to um reject or accept certain things in order to like hold the ideals that you know gender equity is important so i don't know it's i feel like i'm going to be thinking about this movie for years probably <laughs> but definitely for days because there was just it felt so the the fact that this stuff is so complicated and the fact that barbie is both this good and this evil in the world is really interesting and i i didn't expect it to explore both sides of that for some reason like once the movie starts and it's all like uh like the the very opening of the movie when they're talking about before barbie kit girls mm. got given dolls because they were being trained to be mothers right. and that is like i was like gosh like what a like deeply like upsetting sentence to hear um and yeah. that it was like Barbie was basically the first opportunity where it was like, here's a toy that can let you imagine being anything else, <laughs> like literally anything other than a mother. And like Barbie can be a mother, but she doesn't have to be. And like she could also have all of these careers or look at all these hobbies that she's good at and all these other interests in her life and, and all of these things. And, and, um, yeah, so I, I do think that, like, that part hit me so hard that then when they come back with the, but don't forget, like, you know, this this woman is ridiculous and you should, you know, you're being told that you should feel bad if you don't look like this impossible standard. It was like, yep, that that too. <laughs> so Ruth Handler uh, yeah. delivering the line of, of like, um, you don't look like it. Like nobody looks like Barbie. Like I was yeah. like, oh, that's so. I don't know. That just that scene, like uh, Ramp Roman too coming in and just delivering this. Like the they love. I feel like a lot of movies are doing this area where it's like the liminal space. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. scene with between two characters. We're just gonna be uh in this in this moment. But that one got me so good. I think the idea of um her. So first of all, like the idea of the creator of something and what you get to was like something that really I was not expecting from the movie at all of like, mm -hmm. um, I really love that idea because I am someone who, you know, actually like, I think it's really interesting. Like, um, Harry Potter, it was actually springing to mind to me because she was saying like, yeah, like, I don't think you have an ending, but like, 
I don't, I'm not now not in control of the thing that I made, you know, like in, mm-hmm. in this, you know, Ruth, she has passed away. So it's like, you know, she certainly doesn't have any control over it, but even if she's, you know, what does she get to choose? I want to make even sure this pretend, right, she this was pretend, a, uh, this pretend yeah. version of her. Yeah. I, I thought that that idea, even before the full, like, you know, I very much thought of her. I, you know, when you said the, the little space, I was like, eat your heart out, Harry Potter. Like it just felt right. very <laughs> like Dumbledore. Uh, I was thinking that because of the of the like the idea that like because I struggle with the idea that like content that's made by people who I I then disagree with Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not we can own it as the people who who do it and I feel like there's a there's a statement in this movie that is kind of like you do you get it now you get to have it like whatever whatever America wants Barbie to be is what Barbie can can be Um, so that I just thought that I wasn't accepting that from from the movie and there was a I can think like I think I know what Barbie is going to be about and it did kept surprising me. And even throughout the movie and and that 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 initial line from the Ruth character when she says like she has appeared earlier in the movie and you're, that's like a hanging thread and then it's revealed here towards the end of who she actually is. When she just says the the uh, I can't remember the exact line, but the idea of Barbie was that she would have no ending like yeah. that even before we got to anything else was so incredibly profound and so successfully kind of made you understand and recontextualize everything that Barbie has started to feel because it's really like a conversation about mortality and like the value of life being that it ends right and like an immortal figure that Barbie basically is in the beginning of this movie she says ideas last forever ideas last forever it's so beautiful and then for the for the payoff and this is when the movie like just jumped to like I was all it was already an amazing movie but in this scene for me it jumped to like a whole other level of like let's make of somehow they moved a movie that checked all of the boxes at least for me personally enjoyment and entertainment wise of because you think going into it you know like she's she wants to get out of this world so there's going to be some version of either she's going to want to stay in the real world or she's going to want to stay in Barbie land. And that's kind of, at least for me, that was kind of, those were the, that was like this binary for lack of a better word of like the outcomes and for it to kind of be, yeah, she wants to be in the real world. But what's more important is that she wants to be real. She wants to be a real person because that's the like final frontier for her. And she has like earned it, right? It's like a Pinocchio thing. Like she has earned the right to be a real girl. And it's just, it's so beautiful because you see it in her eyes that that's what she wants. Even before she understands what it is that she's actually craving, you are on the same page as Ruth watching her watch Barbie. And you're like, oh my God, she just wants to be a real girl. This is so incredibly profound and beautiful. Like I can't believe that this is happening. The like response to her being like, right, is like, uh, and it's really good writing here, the scene. And actually, I thought too that piece about it going to the next level, I totally agree with because I wasn't sure I loved sort of the like stand around and talk, figure out all the solutions ending that was sort of I felt happening right with like, that. yeah, 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 where like the Barbie can't have this moment, but then sort of everybody's around and things are just sort of like resolving. Um, and so her coming, Ruth Handler coming, and then going to this like space i really loved it and her thing is i don't i don't want to be the thing that's made i want to make things i want to be yeah. uh the, the thing that gets to choose and i i do love that from a like 
for if you think about like a, a a girl playing with Barbies and sitting there and and thinking this is what I have to be instead of being able to be the thing that decides what it actually is like what does it mean what does it mean for you I I really the first viewing I was like a little bit like unsure how much I liked the like Barbie becoming human thing but I think especially on the second watch I I, I do think I think it's really good I think it's a really I think it's really smart uh, you get a very classic ending a line to a movie one yeah. of maybe an all-timer and last line of a movie uh i'm here to see the gynecologist uh but i do think just the I, that idea and we really don't like explore that a ton of like and i don't know if they're ever going to do a sequel but certainly human barbie now living in the real world is certainly feels on the table but i don't it doesn't feel like it's even there just for like the sequel yeah. possibilities it feels like a really well-earned i think finish to the the story i think melissa yeah, I totally agree. At first, I was sort of like, oh, I wasn't expecting that and don't know if I needed it. Um, the same, The other thing was sort of that first interaction with Ruth Handler. I was like, what's going on here? I don't know if I yeah. needed any of this. Um, yeah, the ghost but, office, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that part, it was just like very confusing. I was like, who are you? Why is this here? What's going on? Um, but that was like, kind of once that came back around I was like okay I see it was set up like for this which I really like and I agree with you that like at first I was like oh I didn't really need that but it was a funny line and then the more like yeah the line of like I want to be someone the one I don't want to be the thing that's made I want to be the one who makes things like that was the line that I think hit me that I was like oh okay I get it this isn't just because she's like I want to be able to like eat food and like feel <laughs> the wind on my face and like whatever uh -huh. you know like I was sort of like oh but there's also like so many you went out there and you experienced the patriarchy and like all of that and like so many bad things on top of it like why would you choose that but then for her to like sum it up like that i was like oh, okay i i get it yeah i like that from like and again i think from the idea that like is barbie up you know you know is it a feminist thing like i think like yes and i also can see where people are like no like you know the this idea that like some parents wouldn't even want to like, you know, in sort of our day, mm -hmm. like not even give a part. Like I got hesitant about like whether to give my niece a Barbie and she loves Barbies. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out how to like, I remember going to my therapist once when I was, I was like early on in my transition. And I was like, Oh, I just like, I like doing some of these things. And if I do them uh, or I, so I don't like doing some of these things that are like, like stereotypical feminine, uh, but I'll get like misgendered less often if I do them or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you can just figure out what you like and what you don't like before we like solve feminism in the world. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. 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 Right. So like, I just think, yeah, I, but I like the, I like it from that, that idea that like, okay, I was made for this thing and this is what happened like we didn't we didn't solve feminism like they say at the, like Helen Mirren says at the beginning of the movie but maybe if I go out into the world I can like make things that do you know that 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 are not like what is happening in the in the real world yeah and to have like Greta Gerwig just take a thing and you know I, th I think a little bit similarly to to Melissa like when I was growing up seeing like there was already like the Barbie backlash so like to take this thing so regardless of what your experience with it was of like if you grew up backlashed already or if you grew up like knowing the original barbie to now kind of change the conversation yet again and it wasn't like barbie that was broken it was the world and like the <laughs> patriarchy and like barbie all along was this pure thing and like yeah there's like 
elements of like the brand and the corporation and all that like yucky stuff that we don't want to think about. But at the end of the day, the message is so powerful that it doesn't matter. Like the the Barbie is just the medium that like we all kind of have a relationship with whether we had a Barbie or not. It was just like it has such a such a place in our culture historically that it's just a lens through which to like look at all these incredibly complicated ideas. And when you're as smart and talented as Greta is, then you just first name basis, then you are able to like <laughs> condense these things in a way that doesn't feel like vegetables. Because I walked out the thing with me, it was like Oppenheimer was like the the vegetables and like Barbie was a dessert. But then like walking out of it, it was like Barbie is all of it. Well, Barbie yeah, is Barbie Barbie is all of it. Greta snack spinach in your in yeah. your dessert. Yeah. <laughs> that zucchini cake, it got you. There you go. <laughs> I ate carrot cake. Listen, I was eating it until I found raisins in it. So don't try to sneak raisins oh, in my carrot cake. No, I'm not eating. No, 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 no. I'm also like very picky. I yeah. don't like most carrot cake. Um, uh, yeah. Um, okay, can not to like switch up Barbie. Can we talk about? I I disagree with you. I think I thought Ryan Gosling was really very delightful in this. Is where have you seen this? Where have you? The, okay, I know this they is really crazy, stupid love Ryan Gosling, but like cranked up extra notches that I didn't know he had. To be, I I honestly don't think Ryan Gosling gets enough like comedy props. He is so funny in this. The delivery of the whole scene where he is being treated at the doctor. Uh, and he's talking about it's a common misconception that he's a lifeguard and actually he just does beach. I know that that yeah. got released as like a trailer. I'm so mad that that got released because it's so funny and I can't help. Uh, and then the other scene that I just love is when he's walking around in his cowboy suit and he goes to the library and he's just walking around with a set of books that are like how men run the world, the patriarchy yeah. and all of this stuff. And some of the lines, the, the line reads on these are just absolutely incredible. Uh, I really enjoyed Ryan Gosling as Ken. Yeah, I just, you know, it, it sounds, it's always going to sound like I'm in retrospect, I guess, like, like, no. I'm not like I didn't enjoy him, but I just it is fine, like, though, because you're in the position of being like, uh, actually, Barbie, it's the Barbie movie, everybody like, it's the <laughs> hello, yeah, yeah, as, yeah, as a, as a very man, as yeah. a son of a mother, <laughs> I, as an uncle uh -huh. of a niece, I, I have a lot of things to say, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I just, you know, maybe that is like the movie doing its magic on me. Or like, I need to, I need to be an ally for Barbie in a more <laughs> loud and complete way. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love. Here's the here's the more positive way of saying the exact same thing that I'm saying and feeling is Ryan Gosling was exactly as good as I wanted him to be and as I expected him to be. And uh, sorry, Margot Robbie just blew him out of the water. But staying on him, yes, so many incredibly. He, he funny didn't make moments. it in the water. He crashed he right. Into the <laughs> yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't. That was so funny when the water was fake. So funny. Uh, the just the idea. This is like how stupidly childish my brain is. Like I could not get enough of the beach joke. Like it wasn't the beach. Yeah. It was just beach. Like, yeah, I what do if beach. I beach? <laughs> what? What if you need someone who does beach? <laughs> The other line, here. No. the other line of his that made many people in my theater laugh out loud, including myself, was "I'm going to play guitar at you." Yeah, <laughs> just, that's really funny. Just yeah, the, too relatable. The accent on funny. that song, like the the of them all doing it, was perfect. It's very funny. Four hours later is very funny. Uh -huh. Um, him talking about how 
Um, I did think at first the patriarchy was about men and horses running the world. And then I learned that horses are just an extension of men. Yeah. Uh, very funny. It was so um, sweet too, because it's like, he was like, well, actually it was really just because of the horses. The horses. Yeah. Yeah. That it's like, not really about horses. So yeah. like, I'm, it interested me less. <laughs> you caught very... me reading <laughs> all just stellar line reads uh, for him. And yeah. Leo was very great as other can. I do feel like okay. the other, and this is, I think fair in the like weight of the movie. I want all the Barbies more than I want all the cans. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, I feel like Alan is a big standout for me uh, yeah. in, in the movie. Although as we've said, I think he's very queer coded. And then, and like, that was why Alan was just the Alan doll was like discontinued originally because he basically came out and everyone's like, Oh, it's Ken's buddy. Eh? Uh, oh, and so no. I think that that was intentional. I think right. that line of like, yeah, this is the like, obviously queer coded character, but we're not going to say it. Like, I do think that that like yeah. wink and nudge was on purpose. Is and, my and I, that, but then they could have yeah. had him be like out right once it's like about being you he could be out right but yeah whatever. yeah but he's just alan he doesn't have a label uh yeah. but i i did i did, yeah, I did appreciate much. like very very small crumbs but like i did appreciate the there was like the, uh, the other there was like the sugar daddy one and the yeah. other yeah, Rob like, very, was, uh, like uh, unquestionably yeah. like yeah, yeah. gay like not coded just like seemingly at least i guess i could say uh out, Sugar Daddy out Ken. like yeah. uh ken dolls or you know male dolls that like you know you take a little bit of the it takes a little bit of the heat off of the 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 alan thing for me but the mid like the the going back to midge every like so often <laughs> killed me that was like one of my hardest laughs yeah the whole time was like oh don't what about midge it's like oh will, oh, will ferrell being like scared by midge like i thought that yeah. was <laughs> yeah. funny. it was great mm -hmm. the amount of um sex education cast members in this movie was wild uh, they're even the doctor couple yeah, yeah future doctor who uh at one point the thing that threw me though is and I'm totally blanking on her name, but um, the like, yeah, okay, I think I'm gonna make the same point that you're making. Is this that Emma Mackey looks exactly like too much exactly like Margot, like Margot Robbie to the point yeah. that I thought Margot Robbie <laughs> yeah. was playing two different roles? I in thought this that movie. as well because I thought yes. that was the joke where I'm like, oh yeah, it's like a duplicate Barbie because they're all like, there's all these Barbies look the same, and then it was like, wait a second, nope, that's that's who that's it, and that is because it took me forever to pick out the guy in the like. Um, the lower level guy in Mattel who like originally gets the phone call and warns them again oh, from sex he's education. He's also from sex education. Yeah. Yes, he and Sinel. I spent yes. the entire movie being like, where do I know this guy from? Who is right. this? Why do I know him? So then at the end where, where it was like, oh, he's from sex education. Oh, yeah. So there's several of them. Oh, that's who that is. Like, was uh, the process my brain went through of realizing that was not a second Margot Robbie role. Ariel, were you able to catch where uh, this the character who plays the CFO, I believe, who he gets injured injured in the yes. battle? Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, Jamie Demetrio, or however you say his name. I, I mean, I know him from Fleabag, and he's been in like way more stuff recently that now I he, can't remember. Well, he's isn't he Walt in the after party? Is that not him? Yes, he is. That's right. In the first <laughs> yeah, season, sure. I'm Walt. Sure. Yes, that's Which absolutely is, him. The joke is that nobody ever remembers Walt. Nobody ever has remembers him. <laughs> like know. his line of, oh my God, wait, are there weapons here? Can you get hurt? And like he gets shot. Uh, incredible. That whole dance sequence was incredible. It, with like, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I did okay, so I did like when the fight becomes a dance party that eventually brings the cans back together. Like they're like reunited by Dan. Mm. I did like it once we got to them dancing. Once we got basically the like grease 
Like the West Side yeah. Story agrees. It was very Reese West Side Story, yeah. Yes. Once we got that, I did I was like, okay, I'm I'm digging it. I actually didn't really like the fight scene. Um, I didn't I didn't love it, but I do like where it got us. Mm-hmm. But the other reason I'm like annoyed by it is we only got like one Barbie day. We get the basically the one at the beginning, which is amazing. I do I do love that mm-hmm. first scene, this one where she has the first like existential crisis about has anybody ever thought about dying i could have and she's obviously singing in the car and whatever but i kind of want i wanted like more of that i wanted more of that for like i can't believe actually noah bombeck did uh what's the movie that came out on netflix uh ariel story no uh it's his newest white noise that has maybe the greatest post credits like not seen like thing that's happening behind the credits ever do you remember? it's a it's i a, didn't i, I you didn't watch the credits that's fine it's uh it's a really great and i wanted like something akin to that to happen at the end of barbie mm. it just didn't happen i'm so sad but uh it's like do we, we got equal dance numbers between barbie and ken yeah um, fair enough yeah that, we that i don't more. love but i will say like the movie was pretty much perfect the only note that and this is to your point grace the only time where I was like, Ooh, this isn't working for me. It was a very short amount of time. It was like maybe like two or three minutes total, but it was when Ken starts singing and then they do the fight. And then once they get into what you were saying, the like West Side Story mm-hmm. Grease dancing, I was like, oh, I'm fully, fully back in just because I'm a sucker for like choreographed dancing. So my attention span mm-hmm. like completely like uh, subsided after that. But just there was something about that. Maybe it, maybe I was feeling a little bit of what you're saying, Grace, to, as a generous read of like, I want to get back to Barbie. But it just felt like not good enough with the exception of some funny lines during the battle, not quite good enough or as important enough. But again, those were like, two or three minutes that weren't working at all for me but like the uh, the rest of the two hours was like pretty much perfect as far as mm-hmm. i'm concerned i i i i do like will ferrell actually a fair bit i'm like grew up on you know his whole run of of movies like anchorman and stepbrothers and all of the Eve talladega nights was like a thing we quoted a lot i i do think like the the being at mattel stuff like it's kind of like I can kind of see where you kind of get locked into it because you have Gloria who works there and then you have um, you need like you want R- Ruth Handler at the end and that's a way mm-hmm. you can get her there. I kind of thought the like the, the the like I don't mind. I thought it was like funny enough. I definitely felt in the theater like the Will Ferrell lines were definitely not landing to the extent that like a lot of the other mm-hmm. stuff was. I thought that the other stuff is like is so um I mean, then, but then again, I'm like feeling like maybe it's where they like are the most punchy at Mattel, like the joke about the CEO, uh, even Cole Swindells, who's kind of like, you know, trying to stop this crisis uh, and getting and getting shut down about it. But is like, I'm a man who has no power. Like, am I a woman? Like, I'm like I, yeah, you know, um, I just think I thought like if there's a weak part of the movie for me, it, it is the I think the start of the fight. I don't. I, I just I didn't love it, uh, but I get it's kind of necessary. It's like that's what they're building to is something that distracts the Ken. So that's fine. And then I feel like the Mattel stuff is a little weak for me. I, you know, there's bits in here that I do really like. Like, I do think it's funny when all of the corporate suits are like rollerblading and black. the rollerblading corporate suits. That part so, like kill me. I was like, so, oh, like, yeah, there's enough in there that it works. It's maybe for me where I'm like I poke at it. It's maybe the weakest, but yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. We haven't talked about Kate McKinnon yet. Um, oh yeah, weird Barbie. But yeah. oh my gosh, she was so funny. I never had one of these weird Barbies um, because I have always been the type of person who was like, you can't 
fold the pages down on books. You can't break things. You've got to like, yeah. no, no, no. Um, so I, I never had a weird Barbie because you don't draw on your dolls. You take care of them. Um, but like, obviously this phenomenon is well-versed and it was very funny. Although I didn't understand why her, why the makeup on her face like went away later in the movie. She got I, like less weird as the movie went on. Yeah. I, there's a piece of me that like, if you're going to like really like nitpick the movie, I think the like logic of what's happening and they do, I think give you enough of an explanation where when uh, someone comes into the Mattel office and they say, so I think it's Cole Swindell's character, the, the guy who's like mm -hmm. got called to, by the FBI. I think he says like, so is Barbie land like a, uh, like a machination of our, our, of like our, like what we're doing, or is it like an imaginary dream world? And they all go, yes. Yeah. Uh, as in like, yeah, it's all like, it, it is whatever it needs to be for the movie essentially. Because part of me was like, yeah, wouldn't like, you know, uh, wouldn't, every once in a while like and and i think um sasha asked this like are there giant hands that come down and play with you and she's like no that'd be weird and so but i do think that like wouldn't some of them like every once in a while like bounce into each other or like weird things happen but no it that's not the universe that like greta has is building it's like yeah. things seep into it but like and it, it just needs to be whatever it needs to be i you know um but i agree with you that like yeah it is weird that weird barbie is inconsistently weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you make of that, Ariel? Does it bother you? Or you just, I mean, I think it, it'd the, be more weird if she was consistent uh, or it'd be less weird if she was consistent. So maybe her being inconsistent is like staying with her weirdness. Because uh, like stereotypical Barbie is like change. Like the idea that, like if someone wakes up and like changes the outfit on the, like that, the idea is that like, then you're that yeah. Barbie. So is weird Barbie still being played with and like gets cleaned by mom. That's why there's no, like, you know, and it's not Maybe. something we're interested in the, like we don't need it for the movie, but like, right. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It works. I think for, I mean, she's always doing the splits. Anytime she did, the I think splits, it's very, especially vertically very when she was funny. standing. I think the splits were, it would, the they were all turn. like trying to hide. And so her hiding was like her doing the splits against the wall. <laughs> Can <laughs> so I make an, um, I would, I feel like you're a Birkenstock person, but I don't know if that's true, but the Birkenstock joke really landed for me. As a oh yeah. Yeah. Player. Of like you could take the heel or the brick of sock and Barbie being like, oh, I'll go, I'll go back. And she's like, no, no, this is like not Wait, a choice. No, this is not. It's yeah, just like no. waving the Burke. Yeah, and you see yeah. it coming from a mile away. Like if you know yeah. what a brick of sock is, Melissa, you can, you know what's about to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. I uh, yeah, I'm definitely a brick and sock person. I don't know what that says. <laughs> that was. I don't so know what it is. I don't know. Either, but about me, it's, but that's it's a fine. stereotype. They're playing with a lot of stereotypes in the movie. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that at the end she was wearing the Birkenstocks right. was funny because I, when she walks into that building, I thought she was going for a job interview. I thought that that was right. her, like, and so I was like, girl, don't wear Birkenstocks to your job interview. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, I like, I, I was like, I'm happy it came back, but this is not really the footwear that I would recommend for a job interview, mm -hmm, but yeah. never mind, It was fine. But even uh, that making assumptions, you know, I love it. And all, like all of us did, right? Because we, I think, you know, I, I certainly had that same that same reaction of like where I thought she was she was going and what a lovely lovely surprise it was. Yeah, I've never yeah. dressed up that nice for my kind of color. Yeah, okay. I was like uh, <laughs> like a blazer, not everything. like a pantsuit, but at Looks least right. a, a blazer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit uh, before we wrap up, which is like the set design. This was like so, but I actually think it's like I really thought this movie was going to be mostly in the real world. Like I really mm -hmm. that was like in terms of where they surprised me. Like going back so quick and and the whole Ken 
creating the patriarchy in so Barbie funny. land. It, I, did, I was not expecting it, but um, the set design of this thing is so good. The artificial background, she said she was inspired by like um, these TV shows or, or sets that would have like artificial, like, but they're real. They're still real. Like they're there. Yeah. Right. So it's not like empty liminal space. Like th there's like the fake moon and the fake sun that happens. Um, everything is basically like Barbie. So like she needs to be basically like everything needs to be like two thirds smaller than normal. Yeah. And this is what they looked at with like real Barbie toys to make them seem um, larger than life. I, I just thought the whole, like, all the attention, I mean, all of the jokes about discontinued Barbie, like Skipper is like Barbie's little, I didn't know this, but like they tried to make Barbie's little sister did not work. Uh, mm -hmm. Alan clearly didn't like basically everything other than Barbie has not like worked, maybe some Ken's. Um, but I just thought all of that attention to detail was so fun. The soundtrack was really good. Um, yeah, it's like it's such a visually incredible film. Yeah, you mentioned the like for me, the meta stuff of I had never heard of some of these Barbies, but just knowing that immediately in the moment that these are real things that were made, especially specifically the one with the TV on her back. Like, right. That yeah. moment yeah. where she was like, why would they do that? <laughs> right. No yeah. one wants this. this? Yeah. That I knew immediately. Like, I didn't have to look it up. I'm like, that was so clearly a real thing that was made. And that just yeah. makes it so much funnier. Um well, there was and the inflating the, boobs one as well. The, yeah, that one as well. Like that one I had uh, <laughs> unfortunately less of a hard time believing <laughs> for like a lot of the other ones that we saw. That's fair. Uh, but I, I I have to second what you said, like the 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 soundtrack. I had heard the, the Billie Eilish song a little bit beforehand and it was one of those like, yeah, it's a great song. Billie Eilish is very talented, but when it comes to like putting you know, using it on a soundtrack and placing it in a movie specifically, uh, you know, like a, having the needle drop work in a very specific way, you know, in a way that it didn't work that well in the James Bond movie for me personally. But the, like the second it started, it just raised the level of the emotion of that already very emotional scene. And it completely wrecked me. So, you know, I don't know. Billie Eilish doing what she does best, I guess. Yeah. What'd you make of the the set, the soundtrack, the like the vibes of the movie? Also, yeah, it was so it was so great. I um, everything felt so like, yep. I either recognized it, or if I didn't specifically recognize it, it just all felt very cohesive and like so specific to what it was. It wasn't. Uh, like you could look at that and you're like, yeah, that's like a, that's a place the Barbie would live. Like I, you could just yeah. stick a picture of that anywhere and people would know exactly what that was. And the Dr. Van opening for me was like, oh my God. Cause I like, oh, that's all my niece wants right now. It's like the Barbie dream house, the yeah. Barbie car. And you're just looking at all this stuff like she doesn't have already. You're like, sure. A doctor's van. You're like, yeah. Sure, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And the way that mm -hmm. like folded out and folded down and everything. Yeah. That felt so specific. Um, I thought it was so great. I watched a TikTok video about this where a guy was talking, and I have no idea if it's real or not, but the guy was saying that he got hired briefly early on in the making of this to because they were playing around with the idea that all of the Barbies would have what they called paddle hands, oh, uh, where like right. your hands are flat with all the fingers together and your thumbs sticking out. And so his job was to like watch them and basically like 
correct them if they stopped doing paddle hands. Oh, um, thank you. And, and so basically That's... they ended up scrapping it very quickly being like, this is not worth it. But it was, it did mean that the first few minutes of the movie, all I was doing was like staring at Margot Robbie's hands <laughs> being like, this is better. I'm glad you're allowed to like pick up things. Um, That's but yeah, so that was quite funny. Flat and was... feet, but not flat hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, amazing. I love uh, the, the Closer to Find, the song that she's singing in the car the, uh, yeah. every time. It's so good. That's it. When they finally turn it off for Blink-182, because now it's, it's Ken's uh, Ken's radio station. So funny. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah um, some of the music was really good. Also, like, big shout-outs to America Ferrera. We kind of, like, shut it up that I know. Week, yeah. But I thought she had some, like, great moments. The moment where she's, like, driving the car and her daughter's like where did you learn how to and she's like i you know i knew this guy and she's like dad and she's like yes definitely yeah. dad <laughs> yeah yep definitely dad that taught me how to drive like a getaway vehicle she's very funny and i really love the moment like we're like sasha singing in the car with her um uh the indigo girl song and then like at the end when she's like hugs her and she's just like soaking in just like her daughter wanting to hang out with her it's like it's yeah. so sweet uh was i thought she was great so sweet like yeah. it just you know a couple of like non-barbie cast things i thought that relationship i agree with both of you was like so sweet to see america for like get to do something uh you know a meaty role for her to have in this movie and like obviously she gets like the huge speech um but the relationship with the daughter and how that evolved felt so organic and so earned and like the you know the daughter like trick her interest like slowly starts yeah. to uh peak as she learns more and more about barbie land and all that um i didn't realize i was like why does this guy look familiar uh one of the kens it's scott evans chris evans brother oh. so i thought that was hilarious as one and he had you know one of the kens with like the, with the exception obviously of uh of ryan gosson like one of the kens with like more lines um and i have to shout out finally kingsley benadir one of the other kens who doesn't get a lot to do for my money he gets a coat he gets a nice minx coat though no 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 it doesn't get a lot to do in another series in a series that he's in uh secret invasion even though he's one of the main characters uh but uh here probably the moment that i laughed the most wasn't one of let me not be ridiculous about it one of the moments i left most was it wasn't even a line it was when he notices barbie's flat feet and then he looks away but then he oh, yeah. looks back with a little binocular yes <laughs> it got a good laugh in both of my so both funny of my, yes it's so funny. funny and he's i was so happy to see him in this be get a lot to do uh, so deep right like we haven't even mentioned like Issa rays in this movie she's the president uh, yeah You're welcome claire from dairy girls who's the actress name i can't Nicola remember Coughlin. thank you uh, uh yeah so many. Uh, a very small, brief appearance from a Taskmaster alumni, uh, Asim Chowdhury, is in this yeah. process, but the Mattel warehouse employee, because uh, Ken's, what is it? Doja, what is it? Casa uh, House? I yeah, Dojo Casa House. Is it? Which is very Dojo. funny when they're like, you don't need to yeah. do all those words. They, they're yeah. redundant. And he's like, no, but it's fun to say. And then they say, <laughs> they say yeah. it. They say it like um, 12 times, yeah. I also, that just uh, the miners, I can't even find him on... Um, on the uh, you know on the cast list but i do i do love that the uh america ferreira's character uh the time difference between like this is a bar this is what i'm saying as a barbie movie i don't want a ton of ken uh her husband only having like two lines in the movie and they're so funny both times yeah. when they cut to him and he's trying to learn spanish he yeah. tries to speak spanish and she's like that's a political thing that's appropriation dad it was, yeah. it was very good yeah. yeah and yeah sasha's line about white savior barbie was also very funny it's that's very yeah. funny 
Yeah, it's, it's good. I like this movie a lot. I think I think to that point that you said to Jess made about like this is, you know, illegally blonde of its time, I think is very accurate. I not that we're like that far removed from opening day, but I went earlier today, packed theater, like again, at a theater that is not very busy. So I know this is like anecdotal. Obviously, we know from the numbers it like has done so well. Um I thought this was this was great. And even if I have like small nits to pick as we as we talk through on the whole, I think it's like a very, very, very good movie. There's also a line about a podcast in this movie that I, at the time I was like, remember this line so that I can open the podcast with it. <laughs> and then I forgot it. But it's one of the Mattel employees. They're talking about things. Um, other options and it was like oh a podcast about something and i, I oh a podcast from very wise trees i actually thought of you as that happened a podcast hosted <laughs> by two very wise trees yeah uh, yeah, yeah and then and then uh right. or maybe a, a choir of 2000 very young fathers in which right. we're just not even close <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes there we go yeah because i was oh. like first of all i want that podcast to exist from two Second very wise all, trees yeah i should make a D session where that podcast exists you should do that now you should yeah do that. yeah 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 um any final thoughts on the the movie uh ariel any final final barbie words i mean we're kind of not done because we're gonna talk about oppenheimer but yeah so we'll you know we'll have like more closing ish as the weekend's thoughts i guess but like i don't i'm certainly not going to feel any differently about barbie in the next few days that i don't feel now if only if anything i will grow to appreciate even it even more than i already do but um yeah like i said i can't wait i can't wait to see it again and it's such a it was such a wonderful treat to go to the movies with people and feel the theaters full and see all the people out and enjoying it like i said before and you know my friend literally sent me video of like Greta Gerwig who like you know surprised people and like showed up at the screening it was just like it was a wonder and she started crying because she was seeing all the people with the oh, with the costumes yeah. and it meant so much to her to like see people so there was just like a wonderful energy surging around I mean around the world according to someone on like the discord who is like in you know southeast asia or somewhere around like in I can't yeah. remember exactly where 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 this person is but you know, Barbenheimer was everywhere and it was, uh, you know, in some ways, I guess you could argue that they they made each other bigger in a good way. Um, and we don't know what would have happened had Barbie come out, uh, quote unquote, alone. But um, it's we're all the better for it, frankly, as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. Any final thoughts on Barbie, Melissa? Um, nothing right now, but I do believe that this will be I'm going to be like looking for think pieces on it because i feel mm -hmm. like people that are you know more immersed in kind of feminist theory and and kind of gender um are going to have some really interesting things to say about this movie i think it's something that has like made me think about my gender differently and so i um yeah i'm i'm really excited to get to see this movie another time and laugh at new parts and old parts and yeah i think it's one of those that um, it's really, really great when a movie can be so, so funny um, and make you think at the same time. I totally agree. And, and, and with the point you made Ariel earlier about having sort of a monoculture moment, I think just is really fun. It's, it's uh, obviously I am full support of both the writer's strike and the actor's strike. 
Um, and not that I, I don't think movies are like in trouble in the way that I think some people might have thought they were, but like, uh, you know, we joke about last year, like Top Gun Maverick saving movies. Uh, we kind of, this feels like this is later than Top Gun Maverick came out, but kind of like that of this year of like this thing where like we all go to the movies. I think a really interesting thing to look at with this movie, there was a Twitter thread, Ariel, that I, it's funny, I messaged to you and then you, in the same way that, uh, Melissa, you and I clearly have the same uh, TikTok uh, uh you know, uh, follows Aaron. I have the same Twitter because it's this really great conversation by Mark Harris uh, at Mark Harris NYC, which is point is, and unfortunately I said Twitter thread. I think it's now an X. What is it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. We, yeah yep, it's that's a, it. it's a, a thread. I don't know. Um, yep. it, it, all those questions. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we look at like indie Indiana Jones five, we thought might've been a big hit. It really wasn't huge. A Mission Impossible 7 has like, you know, been, been, it, it performed well, but sort of this idea that like the flash, I can't remember what two movies or what one movie they were talking about, uh, that they said costs more than both of these movies combined Oppenheimer and Barbie, but like all of the sequel ification of movies and franchise movies, like this is what we've been fed for basically about 15 years now. And then just look at like the excitement about two movies. And I know Barbie is like not exactly original IP, but like this is not what like Marvel has been, right? Like this is mm-hmm. it's based on something, but it's such a, it's by sort of like an independent filmmaker basically getting like mm-hmm. her like first really like big, big push. Like, yes, Little Women was really successful and got a bigger budget than Lady Bird and Lady Bird was successful, but this is a big movie for Greta Gerwig. And like, yeah, it's just not, you know, we look at all this stuff that has been like coming, like all of the Marvel DC stuff, like, um, and like franchise IP and all of this stuff that it's like becoming a little like oversaturated. And then like, but look what happens. Look at the reception when you try to do just two movies that are, new properties that people can be excited about going to see without the attachment of having to know everything. I don't feel like I need to know everything about Barbie to go see Barbie. Like I didn't, I didn't Mm -hmm. know who Skipper is and I still like love this movie. Um, I think it's a really interesting conversation area we'll be having over like the next little while, because the other thing I'm really worried about happening is people like movie executives, not understanding what it was about Barbenheimer in particular, and just trying to be like two movies at the same, like exactly what i'm worried about the two things i'm worried about is like messing up this universe and trying to like recreate the magic of this movie with you know ostensibly without greta gerwig i don't know if she's interested in making a sequel i frankly don't care care which is interesting though don't care in the sense of like let's keep talking about this movie more like i'm not ready to move on yet Mm -hmm. um but ostensibly as happens a lot you know, the director's ready to move on, but the IP machine is not. So like, how can we like double down the sequel thing? And then I thought of that immediately, like people being like trying to manufacture and artificially recreate the coupling of two movies like this. On the one hand, I'm so curious to see the the train wrecks that it leads to. But on the other hand, I'm worried for for us, for for I especially covering. I already tried to make Rob and Josh do it uh, on Rob and Josh show and and make them manufacture. uh, I heard that. Yeah. uh, Through streaming. But they ultimately didn't go for it, which I think is the right the right choice. It's just this weird thing that kind of happened. I don't know if it's going to happen again. If they try to manufacture, it's not going to feel the same. So it'd be very interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back later this week with Oppenheimer uh, coverage. In the meantime, Melissa, thanks for coming on to chat about Barbie. 
Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. It was definitely, uh, I don't watch a ton of movies. I, you know, the other movie I've seen recently was like the D and D movie, but right. this was one that I was like, Oh, this is, yeah. So this is why I like reached out really early being like, I'm definitely going to go see this and I would love to get the chance to talk about it. So thank you for having me. I was very well, excited. I'll also say it's never about the person who reaches out because I also think like you, you have such an interesting perspective on, on the movie. So um, where can people find you? What else are you talking about? Um, yeah. Online is weird. Uh, I tend to be uh, <laughs> Melissa W 28 on things, but you know, who knows? Um, <laughs> but otherwise you can hear me talking Dr. Who on post-show recaps with Kevin Mahadeo and Adam H. We are about to start series five, uh, which is when I started watching Dr. Who. This was where mm -hmm. I jumped in. So it is the perfect place. If you haven't been watching along, we're sort of doing a curated watch where we skip some episodes but uh spoiler alert it's really good doctor who right now so we're not mm -hmm. skipping episodes right now because it's so good mm -hmm. um but yeah if you haven't been following along you don't have to listen to the old stuff it's a really good chance to jump in as we're about to start the matt smith doctor who era um and yeah otherwise um i think that's really the only place i am right now but uh you can watch grace and i playing DD &D over on twitch.tv slash dm philly uh on the dragonfly show and if there's other things, I will be, uh, PSR will talk about it. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, Ariel, what about you? Wow, 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 wow. I don't know what I'm going to do now that I've watched both these movies and the moment is over. It's like, I don't, I don't want to move on, like I was just saying. Uh, I am covering Dark with you and Rich as another thing that's ending. Now I'm supposed to live without Dark, too. This is horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we're on the last uh, couple episodes on that. So excited to get to that covering uh the after party with you and jess sterling a very funny second season so far yeah and also uh gray's anatomy with Chappelle. we are uh doing a deep dive and that's going to be out uh soon so look out for that fun uh yeah in addition to everything Ariel and Melissa mentioned I'm doing Foundation with uh, Rich and Austin season two came back it's been very good so far I've enjoyed it um and uh, I'll be covering what we do in the shadows uh, periodically with Lindsay Wilson as I mentioned earlier we'll probably check in after the first five episodes which is actually coming up soon and then after uh after all the episodes have aired so check that out uh lots more coming lots of shows are returning keep your feeds uh open if you're a heart stopper watch if you're a winning time uh, watcher those are both shows coming back this summer which i will be podcasting about so check those out yeah you can find me at hi from grace or at go for grace on um, uh, any uh, social media account and uh yeah we'll be back uh, later this week with some coverage of christopher nolan's oppenheimer until then i'm grace that's ariel and we are post your recap steve